You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcast. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. In this episode, we are recording from the Paul Thayer Trio House. We were invited to partake in the events at Colorado State University's Trio Day. In a moment, you'll hear the stories from various students that are part of the Trio programs or were part of the Trio programs through Colorado State University. We also have a couple staff members, and we also had an honorary guest at the very tail end of the show. Uh, we have Paul Richards, who sat in. He is the current president-elect of the Colorado chapter of Aspire and currently serves as the site coordinator for the Equal Opportunity Center's The Trio program. If you would ever like to be featured on Let's Talk Trio, please get a hold of us on our Facebook page. You can look for us on the search bar through Let's Talk Trio and you can send us a direct message. If you are enjoying all of our episodes, they are free to download. You can go to podbean.com to listen, or you may be listening through the Apple Podcast. To keep these episodes free and clear from commercials, we encourage our audience to go to our Patreon page. Donate any dollar amount. You can go for $1, and we have a casual listener tier, all the way to $100 for those interested and committed to advancing the ideals of our podcast. We would like to recognize Brian Gray for being our sponsor for February and March. Coming up in just a moment, the Tiro Day celebration at the Paul Thayer Trio House. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Before we jump into the podcast, we have a small story to tell. So uh, in this next segment, you're going to hear Amelia Castaneda, our producer for Let's Talk Trio, come in and tell you a little story about our adventure up to Denver and our return. Uh, so this happened when we were uh, doing the live broadcast show at the Wells Fargo Center uh, in Denver. And uh, it's, just fun, it's a funny anecdote I thought I'd add it to the podcast. It's something that uh, we wanted to share with our audience. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome listeners to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. We are recording from the Trio House at Colorado State University. Amelia, we, we are at the Trio House at for the Trio Day at Colorado State University. Yes. We're having a great time. I've just ate five tacos, which were amazing. They were wonderful. So they actually have a, a taco truck outside the Pop Thayer Trio Houses where we are celebrating um, today. And so they, I just ate five tacos as well. And I don't feel guilty about it at all. I don't feel guilty either. <laughs> <laughs> they are delicious. Like you, it's Taco Tuesday too. So yeah, they, it's fitting. It's like Happy it Trio Day, yep. and here's and some tacos, tacos as well. So Happy Trio Day yes. and Happy Tuesday Taco Day. And we want to thank all the Trio programs for inviting us to be here. Um, but we we have Amelia, our producer, on the podcast because we wanted to share a story with you all that we didn't get to share with you uh, from last week when we were in Denver. So Amelia, our story starts off. We were invited to Trio, in the, uh, Trio Day in the Capitol. Right, right. And we figured, you know, we won't get there so early. We're just going to show up at 10. And we gave ourselves plenty of time. You were telling me the story about navigating and how you are synonymous with not being a great navigator. And I didn't believe you. I feel like I totally warned you, Juan. <laughs> I feel we were on the road, um, and I remember Juan was looking at his phone, and I remember saying, Juan, would you like me to navigate you? 
And Pawn was like, sure. Um, and then I did kind of share that I, you know, in the past as a navigator, um, things have not gone well. Um, it, things have actually took a turn whenever I've been a navigator for, for folks. Um, usually, you know, we actually go the wrong way or in some cases, I totally forget that I'm the navigator, and so... And for the record, I completely did not believe her in this story. I thought Kwan she's exaggerating. <laughs> she is probably a great navigator and doesn't know it. So I placed full confidence in Amelia to get us to where we needed to be. Yeah. Now, in her defense, I also am not very good at navigating, so I rely on the GPS a lot to get me around Denver. Um, I think when we started pulling in, we were talking and... We were heading to our destination, and we saw the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, we did. We were actually recording. We want to do um, kind of a video that will be coming soon. Um, and so we were. I was getting some footage of that, and then we we got to we passed the Wells Fargo we did. Center. And only because I justified it, and I said. <laughs> That just looks like the one of the main branches of Wells Fargo, not the Wells Fargo Center at all. <laughs> so we kept driving. We kept driving. We definitely kept driving. I even looked as well and I said, huh, that looks really familiar because I had been there last, I had attended the celebration last year as well. Right. And uh, to me, it looked really familiar, but I, you know, I, Juan, you just, we kind of just we, kept we going. And so, and then we noticed the buildings getting smaller and smaller. And then there were residential houses. <laughs> we, we noticed we were way far from like the Denver, like the uh, center of Denver where they have like the big buildings. We were, I don't even know where we were, Juan. I don't either. And, I, I, yeah. But what was funny is that you overheard Siri. Yeah. So Emilia has this GPS and she's telling me, oh, we're going to get there for six. And then it, the minutes keep increasing. I'm like, and ah, and then... And, we were kind of stuck in a traffic jam, you know, there was a, a car times. getting in the way. So we're like, uh, it figures, you know, it adds to the time. And then I faintly heard Siri go, U-turn. And I was like, what? No, I'm like, and then I tell Amelia, I'm like, did she just say U-turn? And she's like, no, no, just keep going. Yeah. We're going, we're going fine. I looked down at the phone, at the navigation, <laughs> and it, it said um, 14 minutes. And I didn't, I didn't really look at it so closely, so... Actually, I did look at it closely, right? It was frozen, right? Okay, yeah, in my it, defense, it froze. It froze. In, my, in my defense, it had frozen. And so it kept telling me, like, you know, 14 minutes, and it, it turned, um, it had, like, this yellow line that shows, yeah. like, there's probably going to be some traffic. And I remember looking up, and the road was actually pretty clear. We were the only car on the road. <laughs> so, I think at this point we realized we were going yeah. the wrong direction, oh that we God. had passed the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> For sure. We had we were about fifteen minutes away yes. from the location. And Siri kept so when you brought up, um you asked actually, did Siri say we we have to do a U-turn? So after I said no, just keep going, Juan. Um after a few minutes um into that, Juan, I think you asked again, like, oh, this is is Siri is, is Siri asking or saying it again? Yeah, yeah. And I remember looking at the phone, and I don't know what happened, but we came to the realization that we definitely were going the wrong way, and that your whole phone had frozen. <laughs> that is what happened. So that's our story. That's why we were a little bit... Yeah, we no, were, we weren't even late. We, we, were we, late. Got, there, we, we got there on we time. We got there early, yeah. And uh, we were able to set up and everything. 
But it was even after leaving Denver, we were going to meet up with a friend. Oh my. And we still ended up getting lost. <laughs> we so we, we need to figure out GPS oh and navigation at some point. And I feel like, I don't know what happens, but every time I navigate, something ends up happening. So... In your defense, my phone I, freezes when a vo- I get a voicemail or a text. It freezes the it GPS freezes. for some reason. So if I could count, I, I lost count of the many times that we did like U-turns on the day of the celebration yeah. of the Capitol. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't I don't really know what, what happened, but it was so, so funny. We, we couldn't stop laughing when it happened. We went <laughs> and set up at the celebration and we were still kind of cracking up. Um, to the fact that we had, we could have been there 15 minutes prior to that and had enough time, but we had plenty of time. We, got pl- we had plenty of time, <laughs> we did. but I was just so curious to see where we had we not noticed. Had Siri not, had you not, Juan, um, kind of listened to Siri, I think we would have been like really, really far. I don't know if we would have made it back in time to the celebration. We would be somewhere I think we far I think we would have been aware at some point to say, you know what? Yeah, I think we went the wrong we way. We went the wrong way. We turned around and we go back and we notice, you know, the first time we saw the Wells Fargo. That um, was the, that, that was, was so that was side. that was on me too because I saw it and I was like that's just the main branch and I wrote it off as don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> that was the highlight of that was great the celebration. Yes, well the student stories were impactful Absolutely. and amazing, um, but I'm glad that we get to share kind of the story because that's that's kind of what happens behind behind the behind, scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes at the Let's Talk Trio podcast. So we're here at the Trio House of uh, the Paul Thayer Trio House. And we're celebrating uh, Trio Day with the various Trio programs that exist at Colorado State University. We're going to expect some students coming in. Mm-hmm. Amelia, uh, thank you so much for indulging me in that story and for allowing me to put you on the spot, for putting us both on the spot, really. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much and happy Trio Day. Happy Trio Day to you too. Come on in, yeah. I'll, I'll give up my seat here, that way y'all can have a seat. Uh, this microphone captures the sound all around, so wherever you want to see, you'll be. Like low voice, as in like. You like have a pretty powerful voice. Oh, like it's, this thing will pick it up. Like if I was using my uh, this one would like push you to the side, like it would push the smaller voices to the side. Uh, this one does a pretty good job of capturing it. So come on in, come on in. Does anyone oppose not me not taking pictures of you after promote on social media? Mm. I don't look good right now. Don't, okay, I will be mindful now. So welcome to the three of you to the Let's Talk Trio podcast. I would like for you to take a moment for you to introduce yourself and tell us. Yeah, it's recording now. So I'll edit this out. Don't worry. We we have pretty good guys. <laughs> Stop laughing. So I'd like you to take a, a moment to introduce yourself and tell us what program you represent, and then we'll go into your journey. Okay. Uh, my name is Bianca Estrada, and what else do I represent? I what program are you with? The tr- what trio um, program are you with? I did gear up uh, in high school. Right on. My name is Carlos Sanchez, and I was part of Upper Bound 17 and gear up as well. My name is Stan Patilla, and I, I participated in gear up throughout high school. Right on. So, for you all, you are uh, all three of you are here at attending Colorado State University. 
Yes, right? correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what years are you here? First Fresh, years. First, yeah, we're first years? Yeah, first year. First year is amazing. Uh, what does it mean to you to have this support from TRIO and to be supported on campus? What does that mean to you? For me, like, it feels really good to have that support system because, like, I already switched like majors over like twice now. I'm thinking about switching again, uh -huh. and I was also considering like actually like taking a gap year or like dropping out. And I was talking to Jose Olivo, who was also like a coordinator for Upper Bound Seventeen, uh -huh. and he was like just giving me a bunch of options, and he even recommended me to do AAC like next semester all so right. I continue because I don't want to like let go and like erase all of my hard work, you know? Absolutely. So like it's just good to have like that support system. Absolutely. Uh, for me, um, it's really nice knowing that somebody like out there actually supports you. Like even though I don't have that support at home, that there's somebody that like believes in me and like um, helps me with like different kind of connections that I could have. Yeah, that's my story. Okay. Yeah, just to kind of add on both of them, I always feel like it's always great to have that sense of community and that 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 support from people in, on campus. And it's always great to have that support because for the students coming up with low, either low income or more diverse communities, it's always helpful to have that support and that aid right on. Um, on campus. Yeah, especially so, oh, sorry. Yeah, oh, especially for like first generation students, like we like don't really know like what steps we should be taking or if we're doing like the right thing or not. So it's nice having like that guide. That's awesome. So how did you all get involved with the trio programs? I know for some of you it was gear up and some of you were upward bound. How did you hear about it? How did you get involved? Uh, I'm not part of, I'm part of like Gear Up like during high school and stuff, but yeah. I haven't really had much connection like recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I might join uh, with Fabiola later. So for the AAC program, okay. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit, uh, how did you get connected with uh, AAC? Like, I know that you're thinking about applying, but how did you mm -hmm. find, how did you get to hear about them? Uh, Fabiola was one of my professors during my first semester at CSU. And uh, we just made like a really like strong like connection like right away like when we first met, and so she's always been like there to help me with like whenever I had questions or different like recommendations and stuff. So, uh, and when we saw each other today, we were like catching up, and she was like, "Oh, you should join." All right, right like, on. Awesome. Yeah. Why not? And now that you're getting ex to experience Trio Day, like right, that hopefully reinforces like yeah. yeah, I really want to join this community. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So for me, since I was part of like Upper Bound and Gear Up, like there are like two different stories. Like Gear Up sort of like caught my attention because of like the partnership award, mm -hmm. and so like that's how I sort of joined. But like in a way, it was sort of like in the background. But like Upper Bound in like junior year, I applied without knowing what was gonna happen because it was like a freshly like founded program, and they didn't even know themselves like what's gonna happen. Yeah. So it was like basically a risk. Yeah, so, that's kind like, of like brand new program. Like, yeah. What is it about? Yeah. So like I was like one of the first students to join. Like. And so, like, to go in, I'm just like, okay, what am I going in? Am I going to be accepted? Like, I was just, like, nervous and stuff. And then, like, later on to have, like, them actually, like, be up here doing UVU's, like, events, like, to connect with the college and just, like, get a tour and, like, actually be a part of it, like, was really cool. Okay. Yeah, what was the question again? So, what uh, program uh, had an impact on you and how did you get connected with that program? Okay. Yeah, so, I'm actually part of Gear Up and Throughout High School. Um, it was actually just in the beginning of middle school where we get recruited for Gear Up um, so we could have that program for ourselves throughout high school. And then um, just having Gear Up um, definitely helped my high school experience. It definitely impacted whether or not I went to college and whether or not if I was able to attend college. And just that program itself really helped me a lot, gave me a lot of tips, gave me a lot of advice and information about what college is. 
either with financial aid or scholarships, grants, um, work study. Just give me a lot of information, a lot of insights about what college is rather than, you know, just coming from a low-income community. You don't really get that information given to you. And you, you obviously can't ask your parents because some of your parents are uninformed with that topic. So, yeah, so Europe definitely helped me and gave me a lot of insights about what college is. And that's what made me pick CSU just because I had a lot of information about CSU and it was nice knowing that these resources were also going to be available in college and not just high school. Yeah. That's a good segue that you put in there. So what when, what influenced you, what, what led to your decision to come to Colorado State University? Um, my older sister also comes here to CSU. So she had, um, like, I already experienced a lot of like the benefits that CSU had and like all of the different like diversity and stuff. And then uh, through Gear Up, I um, joined like a few different programs where I would spend uh, summer break here, like NHI and STEM. And I would do those like every few years and I would come back. And so uh, CSU had already been like my second home for mm-hmm. me. So I knew that CSU was where I wanted to go. Right. For me, like, so because of like the other programs, they give like the chance of like taking college tours. Uh-huh. So like because I went to like other clubs like Colorado State Springs, like Colorado Springs, and then also UNC and like Denver, like because we got those tours, like I was able to like know how other campuses feel like. But when I got to CSU, it just felt like home, like Bianca was saying. That's awesome. So I just knew, like even though I didn't know like what it, like like classes like wise, like what they provided, I was like, yeah, I like it here. So yeah. I was like, just went off my gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. For me, throughout high school, I attended uh, several um, summer programs here in CSU. Um, some of them to mention, um, National Hispanic Institute, Lorenzo de Zavala, summer program. I also attended a Chasa Leadership Camp, as well as um, the STEM program, as Bianca was saying. All these programs definitely gave me like that experience of what being on a college, college campus, look how it looks like, and just having that experience of like being able to stay in the dorms, be able to attend the dining halls, be able, be able to have that freedom, that, that place away from home. And that definitely impacted my decision into coming here just because I already had like, I was already pretty familiar with the campus and that definitely, I already built those connections with like several of the professors or the faculty that attended those programs. So I, I enjoyed having those network connections and I believe like if coming to a college where I'm already familiar and I already know important people, important faculty that could come to my benefit in the future. Okay. And what does attaining a college education mean to you all? I'm getting nervous. Oh, sorry, that was like a pretty tough question. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Can you go again? So what, what does attaining a college education mean to you? Okay, so what it means to me to have a college education? For, for, yeah, for you personally. I would say um, being able to support like myself and also my family because they've gone through so much to try and to get me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And so being able to support them and letting them know that like their efforts weren't uh, wasted. Um, and yeah, so like being able to like give back to like my family and like my community. That's important. Mm-hmm. Really so cool. I would say, yeah, that's what education means to me. Okay. For me, like I've always like strived to learn. Like I always loved learning as a kid and then now just being able to like have like a chance to get higher education it's like i might as well go for that chance you know yeah even though like there's some areas that like i don't like i'm still like exploring like what i want to do like passion wise so this gives me the chance to like do something like in my career that i absolutely love that's awesome 
Yeah, well, my family here came about 20 years ago chasing the American dream and um, uh, me being the oldest son, being their oldest um, child, I don't know, it just kind of like, it was like, it was like an opportunity for me to be able to go and get that college degree and be successful, have a good career and, and therefore give back to my family for all their sacrifices and all the challenges that they, all the adversity that they went through. Yeah. So just, you know, mm -hmm. chasing this college degree and getting my career and, and coming, I want to go back into my community and give back to my family for all the sacrifices and all the stuff they did in order to, to have me here where I am today. Right on. Final question for the three of you. So now that you almost have one year in and you're about to be sophomores, what would be some advice that you would give to an incoming freshman coming to Colorado State University? Um, advice that I would have liked to know is um, know what you're getting yourself into. So don't just like throw yourself in there, like know what's going on, know what's happening around you, like pay attention to your surroundings. Okay. Read the emails. <laughs> Super important. <laughs> I always forget and I have like a hundred and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, read emails. Just uh, be like, be aware of like the impacts that you have. That's, right. That's really good advice. For me, it would have been nice to know like to come in undeclared. So I came oh. in as like a biology major. Uh -huh. And then like the classes that I took sort of made me like re-question that because I was planning on going to like pharmacy school, but because of like the way the content was taught, I was like, eh, maybe no, like might as well switch. Yeah. So like maybe like going into declared because then you could like take the classes that you're interested in for your intended major. You could like take one of those classes and see how that feels, like basically like test the waters. And if that is, if you don't like that, then you could have like other classes that you could explore. Right. So like in a way, like you still have like the credits and stuff but like it's not like going to waste if that makes sense perfect sense some advice i would give to the prospective students coming into college would be if they're in their junior year or senior year of high school i would recommend a lot to take concurrent enrollment classes college classes during high school just because like i mean you get you get that experience of a college class but additionally you though some of those classes could um make you not take the the same classes during college and kind of get like that little you could say what's the word for it that gives them an edge or get, like, puts them a little bit ahead. yeah puts them a little bit ahead and they don't have to take those classes during college if they already took them during high school and that would definitely help them out like either if they want to graduate earlier they want to get said more into their major already so that's something i would really recommend and then more on the personal side i would recommend them i would some advice i would give for them is to be aware that like in college you're going to grow as a person you're going to you're gonna learn how to be um, independent. You're gonna learn how to be by yourself. Sometimes you're gonna have to learn how to eat with your, um, by yourself. You're gonna learn how to do homework by yourself. Just even walk alone to class. So just kind of be aware that sometimes you're gonna have you're gonna learn that independency and sometimes you're gonna be alone during college. But there's always gonna be those resources available for you. Right on. Well, thank you to the three of you for being on the podcast. We appreciate you so much, mm -hmm. and best of luck on everything that you do. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Next on the podcast, we have Oscar. Oscar, thank you so much for being on the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So as we were talking a little bit on the side, you said you were part of the talent search program. Was it through Colorado State? Um, I've actually been in it since sixth grade, I want to say. Oh, I wow. Got, I got admitted, like, I would say this the end of my sixth grade year. Mm -hmm. I've just been in it since, uh, followed along and just gone through the path and through all the advisors, even through now. 
Was it something that you were automatically enrolled in or did somebody put you in the program? Um, so we actually had a presentation, I think in sixth grade, I can't remember who. Uh, no worries if you can't remember. Yeah, but there was a presentation and uh, kind of just fit the agenda. I mean, marginalized group of people, they kind of pitched it that way, you know, Hispanic based, like yeah. or need, like people that need help, they'll help you get to college. And even at that young age, I've always had, like, my parents and family, like, pushing me to do better. And they already knew that I was going to go to college. So I already kind of had it in mind. And I was like, well, if I can get the help and the steps, might as well just get it done now. So sixth grade, I applied and I got in. And it's it's been great since. Right on. What, what things have they helped you with to get to college? <clears throat> um, they've actually helped me a lot. I remember struggling with my mentor at the time, Carla. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, which we have yeah, her here, true, right? Eh? She, she, uh, she was my mentor at high school, and um, uh-huh. I just remember always going in her office at least twice a week, three times, like, hey, can you help me with this? So we, she helped me out with my uh, college admissions, like my application for like the general application, uh, scholarship application. She helped me do, do the Dream Team scholarship, which was great. She did like mock, mock like interviews, her and other um, staff members. Um, my fast foot I honestly everything I because I had no idea what I was doing um, I, my older sister wasn't really around because she was in college so she couldn't help me and I think she was she was she's been great as well apart from that uh, getting out of college like not 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 just having her but like the the program itself the dream team through trio mm-hmm. they've just always been there always message you how are you doing like if you need something we, we are here like they have a specific like alumni branch yeah, which has been great. That's awesome. So yeah. you really see them as a system of support to help that have helped you go from high school into college. No, most definitely. It's it's been it's been great. Like like I say, like they they're willing and understand where you're coming from. A lot of them are, or identify as I do. You know, Latinx person. You know, like probably not the richest and first generation. So they they understand what you've been through, and it's. They know how to help you. Right it's on. definitely been great. What was your, what led to your decision to ultimately come to Colorado State University? Um, I chose CSU just because my my older sister went here. She graduated uh, May, was that twenty nineteen? Oh, so last so, year. Yeah, this last year she graduated. Um, so family really played a role in your influence of coming to CSU. Yeah, and I just I, I love the campus. I, it's not far. I'm from Greeley, Colorado, so it's down the street. Yeah, uh, just perfect distance from home and. School. Yeah. So, what are you studying at CSU? Um, I'm studying construction management. It's my second year, so it's awesome. been it's been great. Are you liking your field? Are you liking the program that you're in? Yeah, it, it really fits me well. Uh, my dad does concrete, and I've always helped him as a kid. Just going out there, growing up, even in high school, and it just kind of made more sense to me than everything else. So we've been talking. We're celebrating Trio Day here at the mm-hmm. Trio House. Uh, what does Trio mean to you personally? Um, trio to me is probably family. They support you like a family does. They care for you. Like even if you do push yourself away, they will still always be there. They'll always contact you. They'll find a way to make sure you're doing all right. And I, I think for me specifically, like having Carla here and Ray Rios, two of like advisors and alumni advisors that I've had, that are just like like family to me, and it's been great. All right on. Uh, what would be some advice that you would give to a student that is? thinking about joining a TRIO program or even looking into college? 
Uh, I definitely would say look into it and uh, just at the end of the day, if you apply and you get in, you get in. It's not going to be, there's nothing, there's no downside to it at all. It'll always just be beneficial. I think you really get what you put into it. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that, that's been my experience with it. Right on. So you have about two more years before you graduate. Yeah. Um, you're halfway into your program, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, what experiences through this journey, what have you learned? I've learned that making friends in your major is very important. Uh, you, It's very resourceful to just know people and ask questions a lot, for sure, and really get to know your staff in your department. Right on. All right. Well, Oscar, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to share about your journey in TRIO or your journey in college? Um, I would just say get involved. Uh, I joined a fraternity my first year, and it's been one of the best experiences I've ever had. Great. Um, just you go out and do things you like, a lot of community service, a lot of just promotion for yourself and bettering yourself and your community. Right on. I, I highly recommend just getting involved in whatever. Awesome. Oscar, thank you for so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, thank you. For that. We're joined by two TRIO participants at Colorado State University. Can we get y'all's names? Hi, my name is Karen Guadarrama. I'm a third year student at CSU. Hi, my name is Karina Barajas, and I'm a junior at CSU. Right on. Uh, thank you all so much for being on the podcast. So we're celebrating TRIO Day here at the Paul Thayer House. Uh, we want to know, why. how did you get involved with TRIO? How did you find out about it? Okay, well, I found out about TRIO my freshman year of high school. Um, my older brother went, participated in Upward Bound, and Upward Bound is a TRIO program. And then ever since high school, I did Upward Bound. I also did Talent Search, and then once I got here to CSU, I joined the AAC, and I've kind of kept in touch right. ever since. Yeah. Um, well, I found out about TRIO because of Connie. She works at the Access Center, I believe. Yeah, yeah, she and does. So, yeah, so she told me about LDC, and then LDC led me to Bridge. I'm like, Bridge is involved. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Bridge. Um, and then once I got to CSU, I also did AAC. Right on. joined AAC. So how did that connection form to get into the AAC program for you? I think... I think, I think it happened in Bridge. Yeah. That's when Lucia introduced, was like, oh, you know, this is a program mm-hmm. that you guys should join. It's, like, really helpful for first-gen students. And then being there is just really nice. Like, my retention specialist is Mitch, and he helps out with anything that I ever need. That's really cool. Tutoring, whatever it might be, just sitting there to listen. Or, yeah. Yeah. I hear that a lot of uh, TRIO students really rely on their TRIO contact, their, their TRIO advisor, to help them through a, a to guide them through a lot of college. Has that been your like, y'all ex- experience? Oh, yeah. I feel like with me, it's been my advisor from high school, Jose Olivo. He works with the uh, New Upper Bound. Yeah. And ever since, I, like, thanks to him, I'm here. And ever since then, I, like, kept in touch. Even when I'm here, I come to him if I, like, need FAFSA help or whatever kind of help awesome. I need. And, yeah, he's, TRIO in general has helped me yeah. a lot. Yeah. Very cool. Same here. I mean, um, whenever I need help, I just, I just uh, message Mitch and he'll be up for it and he helps with whatever you need right on awesome um as far as the college experience has has been for you have you enjoyed your time at colorado state what has been some of your challenges and successes at csu Mm, i feel like challenges i feel like any other first gen students just being like the only person of color Mm, in a classroom but i guess that that's really up to you what you choose to make out of it and i know i like i'll i'll just go and talk to anybody regardless of any whatever it may be and 
you just make what you want out of it. And I feel like definitely like these programs have helped with those challenges. So yeah. like, cause you find more people that look like you that speak other languages that you do and you just get that networking. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, and like going on top of that, it's nice to have like um, to know people that like are going through the same challenges you are. So yeah. like you guys can relate to each other, you know. And um, yeah, so like it's nice because you guys can like communicate, and then yeah. they'll help you, you'll help them. It's, it's nice. And your journey, your journey in college so far, is it everything that you expected it to be, or have there been some things that you've encountered that you're still unfamiliar with? It's like it, it could be both. It's like. Some things that like you were like, oh, I did not expect this, or something like, oh yeah, that's what college is for. Colleges. So with with it, today being Trio Day and we're celebrating at, at Colorado State, um, uh, do you feel like the university does a lot for Trio programs, or do you get a sense that uh, it continues to support first generation students? Um, well, I feel like through these Trio programs, it definitely does, because these programs really do help. Like. They, they've included the first generation Costa Rica education abroad trip. Yeah, did I you go like that? I did, I did. Oh, I need, like, you're the one that I need to sit down with because Fabiola had recommended to talk to students about that. that uh, okay, yeah. yeah so. Both of us did, yeah. So they, do, they definitely do have opportunities and like stuff like these programs that help us. But I don't know if maybe they could do more. I don't know whether sure. it's with us, but yeah. Yeah, I think it does focus a lot on like first generation students. But I mean, if someone were to come and like ask for help, I'm pretty sure they would, they would help without like, a, yeah, like they would just help. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you all both a, a personal question. What does trio mean to you personally? Mm. Family support. That's a deep question. That is a deep question. <laughs> um, I just feel like Trio's done a lot for me ever since I was in high school. So. And you really, it sounds like you really built that sense of community and family with that, that you feel secure with that. Yeah, definitely. For me, personally, I think it's like encouragement. Cause like, oh, um, encouragement, yeah. Yeah, because like, when I met Connie, I never thought about coming to CSU. And then I did the programs like LDC and like the bridge and it helped me just get involved and more touch with like CSU and like the people. And so, yeah, definitely encouragement. Cause, and if you come here, like they always encourage you to do like your best, you know, and yeah. they want to help you with that. So That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what would be some advice that you'd share with a student that's thinking about either A, joining a, joining a trio program or B, thinking about going to college? Do it without a doubt. Both of them. Both True. of them without a yes. doubt. Okay. Well, trio programs lead you to college. Like they help you. Like do that. Like they're fun. They're educational. Mm -hmm. They're helpful. Everything. Like they give you they everything. Also give out, like, a scholarship when you complete the like bridge. No? I think that applies to a lot of students. That yeah, yeah. if you complete the bridge program, they you get a scholarship yeah. with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The super anything. So it sounds like overall positive experiences from Definitely. trio programs. Definitely. And so uh, you were going to share, I'm sorry, that you, uh, what, were, what would be some advice that you would yeah, share sorry. to? I don't know, yeah, same, like, definitely do them because it will help you get in touch with, like, people from CSU. And so, like, connections and networking get you into, I don't know, <laughs> ease the process of, like, sure. getting into college. Yeah. So what ne what's next for you all? What's what's coming up? Like, are you having some events coming up for you, or graduations coming up pretty soon? Mm, 
soon. Graduation is within a year. Within a year, yeah. wow. And I know I pr- I'm going to apply to be a TC for the Upper Ground program. Right on. Yeah. Congratulations so on that decision. That, That's yeah. amazing. I think whenever an alum can come back and yeah. give back to the program, that makes the program so much better. Definitely. What about for you? What's next um, for you? Well, yeah, I, I'm also graduating like in a year. And so, um, I don't really know. <laughs> Entirely sure. No, that's okay to be understood. <laughs> like, to be unsure, yeah, that's fine. But hopefully, mm. what what would be the dream goal? Like, what ultimately, where, goal, where, would you, where 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 would you like to be? Um, definitely like working at a place I want to work in. I'm not sure. Take Carla's job. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Take Carla's job. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what that means. Just cause like I haven't really like looked too much into that yeah yeah it's just been going with the flow yeah <laughs> i like the, the you're, if you have a plan awesome great you're following it through and then like for those of us who like go like to go with the flow like we'll see what right. happens yeah it's, 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 i mean it, i know it's kind of like bad but like i know no, that like good. you can get a job definitely like just Absolutely. Into, yeah. like, but i'm not entirely sure what i want i'll be honest so my my plan was to be a teacher a high school oh, teacher right. I ended up working with the trio programs and fell completely in love with trio and then just kept going in that path. And it led me to working at Colorado State. So, yeah, no, it's, it's okay to have the go with the flow. That's fun. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. So, well, thank you both for being on the podcast. Any kind of final words or final thoughts that you want to share with our audience? Either words of encouragement or things that students should think about. Don't be scared to join because sometimes it can be like, that's true. Um, Students can scary, hesitate. You know, like, yeah. Or hesitated because like, you're like, oh, well, like, I don't really know what it's going to be It'll like. definitely be a challenge yeah. to come out of your comfort zone, but do it. Like, it's better to get into it sooner than later. Yeah. And you do learn good skills. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Trio works. And were you, sorry, we didn't oh, catch you up. You develop good skills with the program, so it'll definitely help you in the future. All right. Well, Thank awesome. You. Thank you both for being on the podcast. Thank we you appreciate you so us. much. Welcome back, listeners. So we're here with Paul. He is going to introduce himself and give us kind of a rundown of what he does at Colorado State. So, Paul, take it away. Perfect. Thank you, Juan. So, as Juan said, my name is Paul Richards, and I am currently the site coordinator for the Adams County Educational Opportunity Center grant wow. from CSU. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I'm also currently the Colorado chapter of Aspire um, president. Wow. So we have the president of Aspire in the house. We appreciate you being here for Trio Day and for being on the podcast. Of course. Uh, We've been wanting to get you on. I think that we were, we kind of touched base a little bit in Denver. Yes. And then uh, we had just a huge line of students uh, and staff talking about their Trio journey. So we wanted to get your perspective. Uh, How did you learn about Trio? How did you get involved? Perfect. So back in when I was in high school, I actually applied to be in a trio program, but was a little bit late. So I was not actually able to join the Upward Bound program at Adam City High School. Uh Um, And so my educational journey was kind of off to a rough start and I had some problems throughout high school um, and kind of just fell into this whole college thing. Okay. And so as a first generation, low income student kind of coming up from Carmen City to Colorado State University, Mm -hmm. I experienced kind of like a little bit of a disorientation. Um, And I wouldn't go as far to say it was a culture shock, but definitely 
took a lot of getting used to. So an adjustment on your part. A, a big adjustment. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I was I was fortunate enough to join a program called Key Service, um, and that was a living community uh, for first gen students. Um, so it's a little similar to Trio. So I kind of have some of that background support um, from that program. And then it wasn't until my sophomore year of college to where I was hired on as a coordinator for the Summer Bridge program. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I heard the Access that. Center. Uh-huh. And so I did that for three consecutive summers. And I was on track to becoming an addiction counselor. Mm-hmm. So a certified addiction counselor within the state of Colorado was my original goal. And through some experiences that I had during my internship um, hours to earn that certification, I came to the point where I was like, this is not necessarily for me. It's not going to be something that I'll be able to do kind of for the rest of my career, Mm -hmm. right? And so after graduating college back in 2013, I was kind of at a loss as to what exactly I should be doing, right? Or, Or where... Am I going to kind of move that career trajectory? Yeah. I kind of, yeah. I was real late in the game when, when I decided that the addiction counseling wasn't going to be for me. Um, <clears throat> so you're already kind of late into the, the degree program and you were just like, this is going to be something that you just have to finish out. Definitely. And then you, did you feel like this is just not the path that you were, that you wanted to be in career wise? Yeah, I felt, um, I came to a realization and, and I had to be honest with myself that it was it was maybe a, a little too emotionally taxing, that kind of work. Um, Can be, yeah. And I definitely, definitely am, am the kind of person that wouldn't really be able to disassociate that once I, my work day was over, right? It, it doesn't necessarily mean that it was going to stop kind of weighing on me. Um, some of those things that you would come in contact with in working in that field. Um, so I knew I wanted to help people, and I knew I wanted to work with people That's cool. um, in pursuing their goals. And so I had my sights set on an access center program um, and was just kind of watching the job boards as I worked construction and worked at UPS. So you were doing a lot of <laughs> things in between before you got this position. Yes, okay, yes. Wow. So, so after, from the point where I graduated college in 2013 and when I started working at EOC here at, at CSU in 2016. Uh-huh. Um, I had a couple different odd-in jobs. Oh and, yeah, you know, because I had had to make them had to make the. You gotta make ends meet, right? You gotta make the ends meet. I, exactly. I hear you on that. You know, I, I work security part time, so oh, yeah. I know exactly how, where, <laughs> you know where you're coming from. Where exactly. you gotta make the ends meet, so you gotta do all the odd jobs here and there. So yeah, I was able to eventually see a, a job opening um, with CSU at the EOC in Adams County. Mm-hmm. Which is perfect. It perfectly aligned with being able to work for my alma mater and, and and kind of stay close to that institution that really really played a big part in my formative years when I was um, a younger adult, I guess. Um, and also able to work in the community that I'm from yeah. is super important to me. So being able to be down in Adams County as a CSU employee, working with first generation and low income adult students. Mm-hmm. Um, has definitely just been, I like to say everything always kind of has happens for a reason. Absolutely. Or some kind of loose iteration of that, right? Right. right. Um, but it's definitely just a great fit for me. And through the first couple years working with EOC, I really just, just experienced tremendous professional growth 
Yeah. Um, and just really got my sea legs under me. That's right, awesome. In terms yeah, of yeah. being a professional. Because we talk a lot about first-generation students, um, but there's also this concept of first-generation professionals floating around out there, right? And and it, and they come they come up against the same barriers as the first-generation students, right? Um, kind of having that lack of guidance. Maybe some of those soft skills aren't as developed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So just tremendous, tremendous growth. And I was able to really dive into the association part of the work um, because that is 100% important. Absolutely. Because we face, as TRIO, we face funding threats all of the time. Absolutely, right? yeah. And so something that really, really was pertinent to me in that time was learning how advocacy really play, plays a strong role in your responsibility as, as a citizen, right? And in order to see what you want ha- to happen, you have to kind of mobilize yourself. You have to organize yourself with like-minded people um, and really just bring the fight to them. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes I feel like, you know, as younger students or as younger people, it definitely didn't clarify for me toward, until I started doing this work. But I think there's this like abstract thought of what government means, right? Yeah. Or what it's over laws. there. It's, it's in DC, over there. It's right? that too far from it. Exactly. And so there's this disassociation from it. Like there's this like I don't know, like I have no control over that. It's exactly. gonna it's its own living organism at that at this point, right? Exactly. When in fact it's really not. Wow. Right. And so it may be kind of uh, daunting to go up to a legislator or a senator. Right. right? It, it could be intimidating like I remember uh, when our upper bound program would, would encourage us to reach out, reach out to congressional representatives and how intimidating that is because mm-hmm. you're like, but they're so high up the chain. And then it took upper bound to remind me, like, you elected them. Right. They serve you. These people work for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And so a part of that, um, when I was able to first go to the, the COE policy seminar that they offer every year, mm-hmm. um, I was just blown away. It was... It was night and day for me to just understand that power that you have and that responsibility again. Yeah. Um, and that really just kind of lit a fire under me in, in terms of pushing me to continuously stay involved um, and pursue leadership positions within our state chapter. Um, and then so there was some ins and outs with nominations and elections and things like that. Um, and I ended up being the president-elect last year congratulations by the way thank so you, thank you thank you it's a it's definitely a great achievement of That's mine amazing. And, and I love being able to kind of take that leadership position um, and kind of do put my own little style on it and, yeah, and make sure make sure that the dots the I's get dotted and the T's get Absolutely. crossed you know um, and then just continuously making opportunities available to our staff and our students um, in order to understand our role in advocacy, the importance of advocacy, and take part in that, um, as well as professional development for the membership, um, it's just it's just very very important to kind of pursue all of those avenues um, because yeah. they're available for you. 
you're still very early in your career. Yes. And you're very, you know, you already accomplished so much and you're the president for the Colorado chapter of Aspire. What's next for you? What do you want to do? Yeah, so I, <laughs> you know, uh, the journey of lifelong learning is definitely just that and it's a lifelong <laughs> journey. Yeah. So I've been getting a ton of support and suggestions to continue my education and because I don't have a master's yet. Okay. Um, but I've been getting a lot of encouragement. Encouragement. That is so cool, right? <laughs> to, to continue that. So so right now I, uh, I I plan on doing that. I plan on staying within my role at EOC um, while I work towards earning a post-grad degree. Um, not definitely sure, not exactly sure what I'm going to be going into. Yeah. Um, but for now, that is kind of what I'm looking forward to. I think in terms of kind of keeping with that association and leadership, I will do a past president year is, is a role on the board. And then I may be looking at um, doing some smaller, smaller jobs regionally on the board. So, so maybe heading some committees right um, or something like that. Um, but definitely took a, took a quite a bit out of me. So yeah. I'm maybe looking forward to, uh, <laughs> and it's still not over yet. So, yeah, but maybe looking forward to taking it a little easy here pretty soon and start grad school. Oh, right on. Yeah. I think once you're in trio, you become that lifelong learner, right? That yeah. It stays with you and that motivation to continue learning and expanding your own uh, knowledge is just there. It stays. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it just goes along with kind of the spirit of trio, right? Mm -hmm. And that encouragement, that really strong encouragement. I've been really trying to avoid saying the word push. Like push, <laughs> right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it could be kind of like, could make, be, like a, I don't know. Yeah, so, it maybe a little bit of a ne negative connotation with that, but no, just the push. The push is there, right? And yeah, I think you, I think you said it best when you said just kind of like that. That's what trio is, right? It encourages that lifelong learning, um, and a lot of times we ask our students to do things. We have to be right there too, willing absolutely. to willing to put ourselves in that same situation, right? Or or meet that opportunity where it comes. Um, so that's where I'm at. Right on. In my arc, my professional arc, right? So uh, I've asked everybody so far that's interviewed sure. this one question, and we can use this to wrap up the, 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 the your part of the podcast. Okay. But uh, what does TRIO mean to you? Now that you've been through this professional arc, and it's still not over yet, mm -hmm. What has how has TRIO evolved for you? How has TRIO, how have you defined TRIO? Right, right. So I think TRIO, to me, really gets at the root of, equality right wow. and so when we look at the development of this these programs these trio programs or programs like it um, or programs that don't even have to do with education right this morning we spent some time um, at the Catholic Charities of Larimer County uh -huh. doing some work over there and just at the at the root of all of these programs and all of these different things what we're really trying to do is find equity and I think that's our human nature is to ensure that everybody is kind of okay. Yeah. Right? Right. And so trio is especially important because knowledge is power. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the opportunity for education um, and the opportunity for a quality education and the opportunity to be where you need to be in order to go through that process is paramount to, to increasing anyone's quality of life. 
right? Yeah. And so rather it be a short-term training program, a four-year university, grad school, doctor's degrees, things that McNair will take you through, right? Yeah. Upper Mountain High School students, EOC adult, SSS while you're already there. All of those components really come together to ensure that everybody has that equitable foothold. Um, and so that's what Trio means to me. On the deeper level, it's just reflects our own humanity and what we like to see for people. I like that answer. That's a really deep and thoughtful answer. So I appreciate that. Uh, Paul, we, we will need to do a follow-up interview sure. uh, just to have that deep conversation. I, I, I jokingly said on uh, while we were eating tacos uh, <laughs> that uh, something about educational paradigm shifts, and you lit up. You were like ready to talk about it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. He yes. is uh, very passionate yes, about this. Yes, so yes. we will need to do a follow-up interview and just kind of have a conversation about where you see education going and how TRIO plays a, a role in that. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Paul, thank you for being on the podcast. Of course. Thank, thank you. you. So we had a great opportunity to sit down with the TRIO students from across various programs at Colorado State University. If you would ever like to be featured in this talk trio, please send us a message through our Facebook. We once again want to thank Brian Gray for being a sponsor for our podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, if you are considering being a sponsor for Let's Talk Trio and you need a little bit more convincing. So one of our larger goals is to attend the Council for Opportunity and Education's annual conference in September. That'll give us a chance to connect with various directors, students, and coordinators from across various different TRIO programs, and even sit down with some of the um, board members and executive uh, administrators that run the Council for Opportunity and Education. That would be a really good opportunity for the podcast to sit down with the lobbyists that speak on behalf of TRIO programs. I'd like to take a moment to just say thank you to the TRIO programs at Colorado State University. This episode was produced by Emilia Castañeda, sound engineer, John Russell, executive producer, and host, Juan Rivas. Honorary members to Let's Talk Trio, Roderick Chambers, Scott Kendall, and Tony Ho. We thank you all very much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.